Welcome to On the Road to No Place Left. This is Feeney, and I'll be driving as we learn to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard. Welcome to episode 5. It's just me and you on the road today. Since it will be a little shorter without an interview, I'm going to do a quick review of where we're at. This podcast is to help us pursue no place left wherever we are. What does no place left mean? I'm glad you asked, and I'd love for you to listen to the first episode with Steve Addison to hear a little bit more on that. The second episode with Dale Wash helped us see the brutal facts of lostness that are all around us. Then in the third episode, Tom Hall took us through the Four Fields framework as a way to pursue no place left. A quick review of the questions for each of the four fields. Field one, how do I engage those that are far from God? Field two, how do I share the gospel with them in a way they will understand? Field three, for those that believe the gospel, how do I disciple them to obey Jesus? And field four, how do we gather those disciples into healthy church? The fifth part of the four fields framework is how do I reproduce leaders to carry on the work in new fields? Last episode, Jolene Burtz helped us understand an Oikos map, which is a great way to answer the question, how do I engage those that are far from God? And the rest of the way, we'll be doing something similar, taking an episode or two to cover each part of the four fields framework and sharing a skill or tool while we're doing that. As I was planning out this podcast, I actually had less interviews planned, but the people I have been interviewing are bringing so much to the conversation that I actually now want to try to interview as many people as possible. And today's episode will probably be more of an anomaly for season one. So today, to answer the question of how do we engage people that are far from God, we're going to talk through three questions that can take a conversation from hello to the gospel. Nope, I didn't misspeak there. Three questions that you can use to take a conversation from hello to sharing the gospel, and even better, in a way that's not pushy or arrogant. Before I give you those questions, I want to read John 4, 4 through 10. Feel free, if you're able, to join in and read along. Now Jesus had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. So we see in this passage that Jesus quickly took a conversation to spiritual things. This flies in the face of much of our Western culture. What are those two things you're not supposed to talk about? Religion and politics. What we've seen happen, though, is that most of us who say we follow Jesus have decided to follow the culture on what we talk about and when we talk about it, instead of following the example that Jesus gives us. Both in this story and throughout the Gospels and continued on in Acts by the Apostles, the example we see is that we should lead with spiritual questions. We should lead with the spiritually important. The heart of these three questions is to follow that example we see in Scripture and lead conversations into spiritual and meaningful topics. So here are the three questions as some words that are easy to remember. One, prayer. Two, near, far. Three, show, tell. 
Let's go through them. First question is prayer. Simply ask someone how you can pray for them. It may sound something like this. How can I pray for you? Or, I know we've been neighbors, roommates, friends for a while, but I've never asked you. Is there any way I can be praying for you? Or, we're out caring for the community. Is there any way we can pray for you? That's it. That's question one. Why do we lead with that? Well, instead of starting a spiritual conversation with some version of, I'm right and you're probably wrong, you get to start with caring for someone. It also lets you know really quickly if someone is open to spiritual things. Many times, in fact most times, people that have a need for prayer are willing to consider the bigger questions in life. And a side note that's really important here is you should pray for them, not just ask about it. You can pray right then, or you can write it down, pray for it later, and then follow up. We ask a question like this because we're planning on actually praying. Question two is near far, and it sounds something like this. So right now, would you say, are you near to God or far from God? Or, wow, that is a big prayer need. Does that make you feel near to God or far from God? This question is a door into someone's spiritual journey. Here's some unofficial stats that still blow me away. So I've asked these two questions, these first two, prayer and near far, to hundreds of people. Not everyone is interested in prayer, and that's okay. I'm going to trust that when they do need it, God will bring me or another follower of him along. But when someone actually gives me a real prayer request, 100% of the time, they will answer that near or far question. There are times where I'm still surprised when they do, but it happens without fail. So be confident that if someone has a prayer need, they're really likely to want to engage you in a deeper conversation. We also ask near or far because we want to separate the conversation from a religion or even a specific church or denomination. We want them to think about where they are right now in their relationship with God, not about a church building they went to as a kid or their family's spiritual beliefs that they grew up with. So we have prayer, near far, and show tell. This last one would sound something like this. Could I show you a quick picture of how to be close to God? Or, can I tell you my story of when I was far from God? Up to this point, you've been hoping to hear from them. This last question is a pivot that asks permission if you can share something that you think will help them. Our next two episodes are going to cover what you say if they say yes. We're going to learn the three circles and a 15-second testimony as ways to answer their response to the show-tell question. They both fit into the field two of the four fields, answering how do we share the gospel. I want you to check out those episodes when they come out because the stories that I have for both of them are awesome. But we'll post a few sneak peeks of those tools in the show notes. Why do we ask permission on this third question? For that matter, why do we ask a prayer question that may get turned down? Because honestly, close to half the time it can be turned down if you're talking to a random stranger. We ask questions that give people the opportunity to say no for a few reasons. First, if you're forcing the conversation and your beliefs on someone, they're not going to actually receive it. They may hear you out, but they'll remember being railroaded by someone who was claiming to tell them something about Jesus. Also, giving someone the opportunity to say no gives them the dignity. It puts them in control of the conversation. What we want is people to genuinely say yes to Jesus, but God needs to be working in their heart for that to happen, and we can't force it or change it or make it happen. So we look for them to be spiritually interested. Up until a couple of years ago, all of the evangelism training I had received actually served to hinder my ability to share the gospel. It sounds funny, but it's true. I felt that if I didn't have the right thing to say at the exact right time, I would blow the opportunity. And hence, I didn't try very much to share the gospel. 
But the shift with these three questions that really helped me, and I hope it helps you, is this. There's just three questions to remember. And the goal is to keep them in the back of your mind throughout the conversation. That gives you the opportunity to just slowly move any conversation to the gospel. Sometimes, like in the story I'm about to share, you can use them right in a row. Sometimes it's over the course of weeks or months that as you're talking to someone that you have an ongoing relationship with that you're able to, to slowly move the conversation to share the gospel. So here's a quick story of how God used these three questions in my life. Last spring I had heard of these questions, but I had not had a ton of luck putting them into practice and just got super nervous, like maybe you are as you think about approaching someone you've never known or bringing up a spiritual conversation with somebody that you've never had that with before. Well, I reached out and connected with some trainers online and then I found a pastor who was only about 45 minutes away from me that regularly used these questions and went out into the harvest to look to share the gospel. So one day I joined him and one of his disciples for just a couple of hours and it was awesome and so helpful for me to see him model how to take a conversation from hello to the gospel in one interaction. We actually had someone respond to Jesus that day he was able to follow up with him a handful of times with discipleship. So the breakthrough, though, came for me later that day when I was at home. We were getting dinner ready, and my wife noticed a few people standing outside a neighbor's house with what looked like most of their belongings next to them. And it was starting to rain. And you should also know that this house is just that one house that maybe is in every neighborhood that there's always the police at. So the time earlier that afternoon just gave me the confidence and competence to know what to do. I crossed the street. I asked how they were. And then I offered to pray for them. They gladly let me pray for them. I asked them if they were near to God or far from God. And they admitted that right now they were pretty far from God. I asked them if I could show them a quick picture of how to be close to God. And they said yes. So I shared the three circles. It was as simple as that. They didn't respond to Jesus that day, but they did really appreciate me sharing with them. So that's it. Simple tools. Seeing simple tools modeled. And it was so easy. So doable. I want to challenge you in that same way. Get some training and find people that can model it for you. This was a field one tool which answers the question, how do you engage people that are far from God? If you use those three questions of prayer, near, far, and show, tell in your conversations, you'll be amazed at how meaningful your conversations will be and how many opportunities you'll have to share the gospel with people. You can find show notes for this episode at ontheroad.feeny.com. That's on the road, all lowercase and run together, dot P-H-E-A-N-E-Y.com. If you have a question to ask, or a story to share, or a tool that you'd like to jump in and explain, go to that same URL and click the link. This is Feeny. Thank you for listening to On the Road. Keep sharing the gospel, making disciples and reproducing leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard.